Hello everyone. Welcome to Inspiring Idea podcast. Today's guest is someone who is not from a conventional technology background. However, he got intrigued with AI which led him to take this path of self-learning about AI and its practical implementation across industries. Today, we would like to discover his learning journey and what tips he has for people who wants to take a similar path. Please welcome Vivam Mittal. Welcome to the show. How are you going? Hi, hi Abhinav. Hi Madhu. It's an absolute pleasure to be here and uh, think on AI. Think on everything else that we'd like to discuss. That's great. Let's start the show. Vivam, can you share your life journey and what decisions that you've taken to who you are today? thanks abhinav so so just for everyone for the listeners i am an intellectual property rights lawyer based out of new delhi india i practice intellectual property rights litigation i'm currently associated with anand and anand which is one of india's top ip firms in terms of decisions i think it's it's a, so one interesting point that i want to make on decisions is i think no decision is it's not a linear path i think it's a culmination of decisions on various factors but if if you look at it but if i if i try to make it as a linear path from one point a point a to point b a couple of things have defined me who i am one obviously is the decision to um, do actually one of the main decisions is in school as a matter of fact i took up commerce instead of science and that led me to foray into theater which is very relevant when we come to it then i went and chose and did law that was primarily based on the fact that i I mean, I have parents who are doctors, and you have engineers. In any case, in India, it's a it's a chosen profession by birth for many. But the point is that it 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 had the comfort of a professional degree. So we went and chose law. Instinctively wanted to do law. Moved on, went on to the and went and got selected in the national test and made it to one of India's top law schools, National University of Juridical Sciences, Calcutta. Connecting back to what I initially said, is that my interest in theatre. and which resulted because i took commerce in 11th and 12th and was slightly more relaxed compared to science students people from indian indian audiences will understand what that means is that it allowed me to direct script write a significant amount of plays and when i entered fourth year of law school which is a five year course usually it introduced me to the legal side of the creative field about you know about inventions creativity and music labels and script writers and you know it it opened a different field and that led me to ip law i at that time we had a fantastic faculty as well with at at my law college one of the best faculties in the country at that point of time that led to uh, learning more basically as a student you learn and you pick up things only through your subjects that led to anand and anand and uh, then anand and anand metamorphosed that academic interest in intellectual property into a practical approach because what i'm doing fundamentally as an ip lawyer is i am a litigator i practice before courts i appear before the delhi high court i appear before the supreme court our goal is to get across to the judge and you you could be arguing yourself you could be assisting a senior to do it but the goal is to get across to the judge in the time frame that the judge has and uh, closing into that so we did practice i've been in practice for 7 years built on to that with an llm in ip and that has now shifted towards a curiosity and interest in artificial intelligence that was my next question so all along from whatever we have heard so far that what comes up clearly is your curiosity right so 
curiosity is the one that i teach my kids all the way you know ask questions whatever you do ask questions ask why being a simon sinek fan ask why so when did this curiosity on ai start logically we are you know going to the next question which is okay. your ai so talk to us right no thank you uh, no i think curiosity is a very important there's one thing i actually read and it's something i tell my juniors also sometimes at work is that more important than finding the answer sometimes when you're starting out is asking the question because if you don't ask the right question you're not going to make it's not going to head in that correct direction or any direction as a matter of fact coming to ai i think the curiosity for artificial intelligence the buzzword started coming around in 2018 2019 when i was back from my llm but the thing about artificial intelligence which really intrigued me and it again connects very well to my intellectual property journey is that you do not realize intellectual properties around you till you know of the concept like the shirt that i'm wearing the the headphones that i'm uh, on you know i'm i'm on the headset i'm wearing right now or the watch that i might have or the pen that i might use is all intellectual property in some way or the other same way artificial intelligence is exactly like that if you are not aware of what what artificial intelligence really is and how it is being applied to you 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 the or rather conversely when you realize what artificial intelligence is you realize it's all around you you just need to be aware of it and for me it it it, it, it the, the turning point really was in the journey was about started to read because because of my curiosity i tend to read a lot so i read a lot of articles on artificial intelligence i have someone in the family also who's a little bit on the, he's on the technology side so i used to keep you know interacting with him and then from there i ended up attending an event in uh, on ai uh, from an entity from a community called mkai milton keynes artificial intelligence and that led to a lot of other things basically mkai and a lot of other events just to understand the field and just to break it down and i think curiosity just led one thing to another and i ended up getting into ai just trying to figure out what this field is really about and it's been it's been over a year more than a year in this journey and then the process is ongoing yeah very good you've heard about four more have you heard about fomo fear of missing uh, out yes right? yes of so course of that course that is that is that is one thing which most of uh, us including us right are trying to uh, avoid uh, where we try to learn ai as much as we can and that's how you know we see the birth of inspiring ideas podcast as well so we talk to different people all over the world so um couple of questions we have in terms of can people just ignore ai right and secondly um let's talk about um how people can actually embrace ai and why would they why would you think that they should learn ai excellent questions madhu i think people the first question can people ignore ai is that is that the first question right yeah. i i i don't think that's uh it's, it's possible ai is all pervasive let me let me let me break this down and answer this by expanding a little bit what i understand ai and and for the audiences it's very important to understand i have a non technical background which means i am not an engineer i'm not even a business person look, looking forward for a business case of ai i'm actually a lawyer as i just indicated curious about ai and the goal here is to demystify ai for everyone from my particular skill set 
why I say AI cannot be ignored is connected to a very simple concept to what is AI. AI has to be understood in a very simple manner as two tracks. What AI is today and how we articulate AI generally. Let's answer the second one first. What is AI? How is AI being articulated generally? There is the artificial intelligence actually is a misnomer. The word intelligence seems to constantly indicate that machines are going to be as intelligent as human beings. That might be the goal, right? But what AI is today, it, and that's a concept called artificial general intelligence, sentient machines versus humans, a constant Terminator scenario, space odyssey scenario, maybe Westworld. Uh, I haven't seen too much of the show, but but probably where machines and, and humans are similar at the same level, one versus one. But that's not what artificial intelligence is currently. That is, this is concept is known as artificial general intelligence. What is AI today? AI, very simply, is task specific. It is a pattern recognition tool. You take mass amounts of data, you train the algorithm on that data. The algorithm identifies patterns and from those patterns, identifying those patterns makes future decisions. A very simple example, again, to simplify this concept, let's for example, you're building an AI system to distinguish whether the email is a spam email or it's a legitimate email and you want to keep it in your inbox, spam email needs to go to the spam folder. How would you do it? You create a data set where you identify a spam email and you identify a legitimate email, email, which means you identify what you're feeding the AI system, which is the input, and you identify the output, which is the legitimate email. And you train the system on both ways. This is in very simple, from a non-technical person in a technical parlance, it's, it's, this is called supervised learning. Right. So it's it's basically and what will happen is when you keep you feeding the AI system with that data, it will identify a pattern. It will learn. It will learn. Learn is an important term here. Learn which email is spam. Learn which email is not spam, which email is legitimate. This concept of learn, the ability of, 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 of an AI system to pick up from its environment and make that pattern identification or pattern recognition is the learning ability and why and i understand from a technical non-technical standpoint again why that is relevant is that earlier you would have human beings no so earlier you would have human beings coding a particular result for an algorithm for a computer to perform a function here what mm -hmm. you're doing is you're providing a data set you're giving an input emails labeled as spam and legitimate. And I want an output where I only want legitimate emails. I do not want spam. So you've given a, you've given an input, you've given an output and how the machine is moving from A to B is limited only to the machine, which is also, we're digressing here, but a little bit of like a black box problem. It's like you're doing mathematics, you have this problem, you have the solution, how you did the working, you don't know. So mm -hmm. simply put, AI is today a pattern recognition tool and therefore you cannot ignore it because it is going, this mechanism of AI will keep following everywhere. It will, it, it, it's a tool that can help you automate your tasks. It, it comes in Netflix recommendations and in your, in, in healthcare in different sectors, in different parts of the job. So we have to look at it in this way. And I'm sorry, Madhu, could you just tell me your second question and I'll quickly answer. The second question, question is, it, is it more organic? Wonderful explanation of what is AI, right? So with a practical right. example of email, I'm more interested in say, there are a lot of people who say, I can just ignore AI will come and teach me what I should be doing to improve my standard of living. Why would I go back and learn about AI? 
I'm not going that's to miss next. anything. Should I or should I not? No, that's an excellent, very, very important question. It actually touches on the concept of AI ethics. We need to understand what AI is today. AI is being used in healthcare. You, let's, I'll, I'll explain it through examples and why it's relevant for everyone to know about AI. For example, let's 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 talk about healthcare. Healthcare, uh, like we said, that you feed in data, you get an output. Let's say I take radiology scans for detecting cancer, and I train the algorithm for that aspect of analyzing a radiology scan for detecting cancer and you train the algorithm on that or you train it on lots of uh, you know images of a particular eye disease and from those analysis of those images the ai system decides whether you have eye disease or not third let's say for example you create an algorithm to determine whether a person can reoffend or not and you train it on a particular data set so the point here is that because of the way ai is functioning currently it is being applied in various areas automatically that are already impacting our daily life artificial mm -hmm. intelligence is a general purpose technology steam engine electricity you know it, it it's going to impact us at home it's going to impact us at and in in our work and it's already doing so so therefore as a person as a layman as or as someone who's not in ai or is not in, in thinking on ai it is important for you to be aware on ai because tomorrow it could you your normal processes you could be applying for a bank loan you could be watching movies on netflix as a matter of fact you could be search you could be uh, listening to music on spotify on your phone everything all those recommendation algorithms you could be streaming through your social media and liking something all of those things are determined by algorithms and they are defining who and what you see and therefore being aware of how ai is operating currently is extremely important because and i want to expand this like a minute more to explain because if you don't know if you know what ai is today we'll begin a conversation on ai ethics one ai and i'm not going to get too deep into this is that ai ethics one is the ethics of humans developing ai systems but more where the question is coming from madhu is the perspective of society of an individual if we are not aware of what ai is today as 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 citizens as as people we will not expect ethical responsibility ethical development of algorithms therefore it is important for us we do we can't wait for ai to come to us we need to know broadly what ai is today because that that component of knowing what is ai today is important at least in my perspective an important facet subset element of developing ethical ai which is in a responsible ethical manner which benefits everyone mankind as a whole sure thank you then abhi and i normally talk about ethics right so we we understand what ethics is you know being working for corporations all the time um for for layman what is ethics what is ai ethics and wh why do you think it is important sorry i'm i'm asking a lot of questions i i should give chance to abhi as well <laughs> but i'll i'll uh, go with this question i'm so intrigued with some of the answers that you're giving right so ai ethics again is it's a, it's a very simple explanation so as we've discussed so uh, to be able to explain ai ethics i need like i'll just give a 10 second prelude to how ai is being developed right now ai is being developed by human beings through various technical mechanisms for those interested in learning more those terms are machine learning is the most common way in machine learning there's supervised learning there's unsupervised learning there's reinforcement learning the key point in this is that humans are involved in this process of creating an algorithm 
what ethical ai then means is ethical ai is not and this is important ethical ai is not about the moral status of artificial intelligence as an autonomous entity by itself ethical ai is about the ethical choices that humans involved in the creation of ai and algorithms are making so ethical ai is the larger perspective that they have in mind that's that's a very simple way of trying to get this across is this this larger context they have in mind when they're creating an algorithm let's take another example for example we discussed earlier in this show right now that data is the starting point of all algorithms now for example i am though this has been significantly controversial in the globe i am developing an algorithm to predict for predictive policing i decide that you know we i am sure there's a shortage of manpower there's a shortage of police personnel i want to use an algorithm to determine which which neighborhoods in for the area in which i'm developing the algorithm have a high crime rate and a low crime rate now i have to feed it in data now when i feed in data i there's a concept there's a concept in in like in from an ethical standpoint know your data know the context of your data you're you're connecting data and there's a historical and you have an existing data set maybe the existing police reports the existing data on police crimes and that then favors or is biased against a particular community mm-hmm. now when i'm developing that algorithm i would need to be at least be aware of this historical bias at least or when i see the data to develop the algorithm i need to be aware of this fact because if i do if i am not aware of this bias or 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 if i am not aware of the fact that the bias can creep into the system because of bias data then what will happen is i could take this bias data where the data favors one one community over other in terms of uh, crime rates and i develop that algorithm and then that inequality or that bias gets embedded in the algorithm and which only makes the inequality or the bias against this particular community worse Mm-hmm. which is why when you're looking at ethical ai you need to understand that it's a, it's it's the ethical choices the larger purpose that people who are developing the algorithms must take in mind because if you ignore those if you if you're not aware solving is one part of the problem i'm talking here about awareness if you don't if you're not aware of it it could lead to different um rather unfavorable consequences which no developer anyone developing ai would like to but they would i mean anyone mm-hmm. would like to avoid yeah that's great so Thank you me. talked about a lot of things you talked about your understanding of ai you talked about so many practical examples of how we are using ai and we may not be even be aware about it like the example you gave about netflix the question i have is that people who are coming from non technology background or industries right and we are looking that ai is getting used in so many areas now so if there is a small scale industry you know or you know sole traders or whatever if they want to see that what opportunities that they can use in terms of using ai for their business what do you think are the important things they should observe or try to learn that's again a fantastic question i think that the answer to this in a very simple way again i'm i'm sorry this word simple keeps coming in every time i'm just trying to really tie it back to my understanding of the situation it's uh, it, i think it's 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 a combination of business need a business objective and the data that you have see one very fundamental aspect while answering it for, for answering this question is that ai is and from what i understand an artificial intelligence system cannot be made or designed by just throwing data 
it's not like oh i have a lot of data and i'm mm. just going to take that data and i'm just going to make the algorithm that it, it doesn't work like that it it has to be you have to be very clear okay the one step before that first you have to know in the larger picture which element do you think you want to use ai that's point number 1 point number 2 once you know that okay out of out of these 100 things that i'm doing this element could use ai and little bit of automation broadly in a non technical parlance automation then i come to the if i want to automate this if i want to use ai what is the business objective that i need to achieve through this once i have identified that business objective then i think okay what data would i need to achieve this business objective and then it requires a it requires a consultation it depends on the resources and everything then it requires a discussion with probably a machine learning engineers data data scientists and and figure out what data you need and how to train an algorithm so it's 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 this answer is contextual it's very difficult to answer this broadly in abstract one needs to go a little deeper but but these at least in my view would be, be, be your the element which you want to automate the business objective that you want to achieve from there what data do you need and once and that could be through consultations to people who are working in this field on the technical side or on the business side and who've done it and then figuring out the creation of the algorithm yeah i think that's a great answer because the one critical thing that comes out is that you can't just feed data and get the output that you require you need to understand what data you need to feed in and what's the important thing is what's the business objective that you want to achieve and third is that whether ai can actually help you to achieve that objective or not correct mm-hmm. correct that's yeah. that's an important that's excellent that's absolutely correct avinav i agree with you because one thing about artificial intelligence and as and as growing is that there is also a question before do does this need ai you don't need to solve everything with ai right i mean let's take i'm just off track for 10 seconds computers came a personal computer i believe macintosh came in the 1980s right now of course computers did change our life it came into our home and it did but it doesn't mean that everything needs computers right i mean today also we would still be thinking in our notebooks we would pen down notebooks i mean this is a constant thing for students right if there's a student audience there not everyone takes notes on the laptop there are students who prefer to take notes on in their notebooks there are students who write like to answer exam questions on paper right because they like handwritten answers they don't like typing so it's it's not as if just because the technology is there i need to do everything with that technology knowing Uh, when to use the technology how to use the technology is a separate aspect but knowing when to use the technology and useful for me is equally important so that's an important and an excellent point that you raise up enough because it raises a very important point where to use ai is equally important excellent right fascinating point so far so i'm more interested in the community learning so we talked about how we help each other how we learn from each other rewire our brain more understanding on ai and apply to it coming from the problem to the solution rather than going starting with the solution and going to the problem so talk about the community talk about mkai right so uh, like i indicated so one of the main factors about how i got involved as a non technical person in artificial intelligence curiosity reading is one place but major factor was a community called milton keynes artificial intelligence as the name suggests it's based out of uk it's mkai what mkai does mkai is a community of people from different walks of life 
which means people from different professions, different age groups, different journeys of AI. No one in that community is expect is, is, is portraying themselves to be an AI expert. Everyone is learning. Everyone over there is, 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 you know, it, everyone is figuring out and no one claims to have the answer. It's a discussion. So why that group is relevant for two, three factors. One, they have, uh, they choose a theme every month and then they design and they design an event around that theme, which is called the inclusive forum, which I believe happens every Thursday. Now it happens every third Thursday of every month. And they call it guest speakers there. What is so different about MKI is the way it is conducted. It's run by someone called Richard Foster Fletcher, and it's become a big team. It's become a nice, good five, seven member team now is the style in which we do. It's been done. We've been living in a virtual environment for close to one and a half years now or more for some people. And the point is that when you enter an MKI event, you know, there's engagement on the chat, there's individual welcoming to a large extent, to the extent possible, individual welcoming of each member. And it's a very inclusive community. You hear, you hear those people. And, and after that, there's actually an after party where anyone whose questions have been left out, if they want to ask those questions, they're, they're allowed to ask. Everyone's view is considered important. I think that living in a pandemic, being curious about AI, thinking on AI, having no background in AI, that 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 point, that, that, that the approach really struck with me. And, and then you had the opportunity to join a certain, you know, there's a, there's a group on Telegram and there's a group on WhatsApp, I believe. So basically you can have conversations in MKI. And what it did was that we, after the event, you would join this group and it would be free flowing conversation. You could read on AI, you could start a discussion on AI and you started discussing AI with people from different, different parts of the globe. And we are now about, I think about 300, 400, 500 people, 500 people, I think on the community with different, different channels. And MKI, so that that pattern continues. Uh, one thing is led to another, and now I'm volunteering some of my time as head of community at MKI, and that that's one part of the community. So the goal of MKI is to break down artificial intelligence for everyone. That's that's one point. And the other point on community learning that I do want to bring in is that MKI also led me to an, another entity, uh, another organization, public charity based of New York, which is called For Humanity, which is one step ahead so there's 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 awareness creation and because i'm part of both and i could just take to explain that awareness creation mki between non-technical people everyone's important every view is important and for humanity again everyone's important but there's one step ahead of the process in the sense for humanity is developing a concept of ai audit which is developing trust in ai systems in a manner that benefits humanity and they're doing that in different ways so i think one of the things about community learning that I've picked up in, in to answer that question very quickly or to summarize what I've just said is that it is about learning from each other, respecting each other's viewpoints, being kind even if you disagree, and realizing that together we are in this journey because artificial intelligence is that broad that you need to hear out each view. As a matter of fact, if you are actually even developing AI systems, it is beneficial to take as many views as possible because being stuck with your own biases and on your own thoughts, and you won't even realize you're biased, is by is is by engaging with more people and more diverse backgrounds. This is this is fantastic. And I and Madhu have learned a lot from MKI community, to be honest. From an audience perspective, how can they join this particular community and benefit from it? Right. So we have we have events every month. We have next inclusive event is I think on twenty third October. Then I think the third third 
third Thursday of every month. So you have an inclusive event. We we, we post on LinkedIn uh, and predominantly on LinkedIn and some and also on Twitter. And we also have the website www.mkai.org where you have the events section and you can register for the event join us in that event inclusive event and we then give you an opportunity then there's an opportunity for if you enjoy the event and you think that you're thinking on AI and you're enjoying the event enjoying the interaction enjoying the camaraderie is the main point for people who are from non-technical backgrounds that's the key point of enjoying the camaraderie enjoying the community the way the chat is flowing the way the event is taking place and you feel you want to go further you can come and join us in the conversation before the inclusive event also to open up and supposing you know the different time zones in different parts of the globe especially in australia right because it's 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 a little ahead of uk and, and bst time we also have a linkedin live a little bit of watching that would also work well and it will give you a good flavor of how the conversation is taking place and the key point about mki even if you've missed out a little bit of what i'm saying here is that if you are interested and if you're thinking on artificial intelligence and you want to delve deeper into just that own thought why don't you just come and join or just see the event and we'll then figure out how to move forward that's that's great your passion shows when you talk about mki so that's that's really good uh last question but a very very important one here is that how can people find purpose in their professional life or career and more importantly how can people get inspired to achieve their dreams from your perspective so i think the most important element in this is being honest with yourself you be you i think uh, i was always told as a child by one of my relatives very close to me no longer alive but he said that whenever we dial our own number it's engaged because we're not listening to ourselves truly so the, the, the crux of it is that if you understand yourself and you understand your uh, who you are as a person and you don't need to know all the answers i mean life like we started this conversation a series of choices it's not a linear decision point a leads to point b leads to point c it, you you take one decision you act on it for two three years different ways move on like i read something on buddhism that even if you think you're on the wrong path if you do it sincerely you know that the door will open the point is being committed to the path you're on whether right or wrong that's all subjective so the the, the idea is that for people to find that purpose i think you have to start off with being honest to yourself then two you need to also after being honest to yourself probably realize what practical practically is something that you would like to pursue as a hobby and what you would like to take a risk and pursue professionally for example and i can give it from my own example i really like theater i liked script writing and directing i've directed a fair number of plays i've script and i've almost pretty much scripted most of those plays that i was part of but i never went into professional acting i never went to bollywood and bombay or the fact that i want to go into theater i i i kept that passion for theater but i went to law because i felt that no that's a more and that i mean that's both a pro and a con i mean i at that point of time when i was making the decision and I, I i i didn't want to take that risk i wanted to it seemed like a more structured path so i took that so i think it's a combination ability to take risk about knowing yourself having the sense of what i could do as a hobby and what i could do professionally and just taking the step and moving forward i think that's the broadest way of of uh, approaching this beautiful thank you so much uh, for being with us today it's been so fascinating so so very good uh, well spoken and tons to take away for the audience 
Thank My you. pleasure being here. Thank you, Madhu. Thank you, Abhinav. Absolute pleasure.